You got your man, the Tatalian Stallion up in here, Sonny Eliano. Now with me, if my man was ever homeless and had to panhandle, his sign would say, come on, son. My man, shoot. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing lovely, doing lovely, man. I'm exhausted, but man, it is what it is. Now let's get to it. Let's get this thing started. Hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash SquaredCircle101. Or on Instagram at SquaredCircle101. Or a little feedback on Twitter at SquaredCircle101. Or talk a little smack on Twitter. And talk to Smack 101. Man, let's get this thing started, baby. The champ is here. We're here to discuss the sweet science. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I was, I was like, I didn't know if he was done or not. How you but doing? I was like, all right, then we'll then just go ahead and get it, get it done. Let's talk know? about imrcf.com forward slash contact. Do the two week trial. They, people's decided up. They had to go. They got. They moved to a bigger gym. Apparently, they can't keep up. So if you're in Western Washington, just try it out. Competition's coming up for my man shooter. He can't drink beer, apparently. I can have one today, which I don't think I should. Yeah. Summer Eve's Massingale is now his drink of choice. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just, you know what, man? If you're one of you're one of my closest friends, and it's, I wish I could put hands on you, but I'd feel yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, those, no. those are kind of... Because this is one of those things. If you whoop me, look how big you are. If you don't whoop me, then yeah, what? It's a little <laughs> situation, man. I'm not even going to touch okay. it, man, but... Whatever. What's the most famous drink ordered right now at the bar? One more. <laughs> another one. Another uh, one, the, yeah. The, the DJ Khaled, another that's one. That's right, that's right. Check him out if you're in West Washington for the two-week trial. Man, that, that's that's all I got to say. If, you, if People that go there, they love it, they sign up, or, or you quit real quick. Yeah, man. Nothing wrong um, with that. Yeah, no, you're going to find out real quick. It's uh, just like uh, Sugar Ray Seal said. Mm-hmm. You know, boxing is for everybody, but everybody ain't for boxing. This is the same mm-hmm. with RCF CrossFit, man. That's so correct. you're you either going you're gonna find out real quick and it's not gonna take you long whether you know if you can if you wanna stick it out or not, man. Only the strong survive, man. Let's talk about the man, give me the keys to victory. Man, be stronger than your strongest excuse. Okay. So clear, straight to the point. It's easy to come up with reasons why you can't do it. Be better than that. And as you can see, this is a 68, 68 episodes, 68 mm-hmm. weeks. Just said it many, many times before. It's the most consistent thing I've done in my life, man. <laughs> so just I nice. appreciate being here coming nice. every week, recording, doing what we do best. I can't wait till this pays us. Me too. I, I Me, really too. Do. Me, I really too. Do. Me too. Me so. too. Hopefully it comes sooner than later. That's for sure. Are you ready to get this started, man? Man, let's go, man. So, World Box is super let's serious. Go. We're gonna, we're gonna, let's go. We're gonna leave with that right now. Uh, Rob Brandt, the only American team that failed us, he lost to a decision to Jurgen Brommer. Fight wasn't aired on TV in the U.S. here, so I got to see some highlights of it. Um, I'm gonna assume class tells over time on this one. Jurgen Brommer being a, a world champion before, Rob Brandt just couldn't get it done. He fought, he fought outside, uh, you know, outside the U.S. in Germany. Where Jurgen Bramer is undefeated with everybody else he fights. Now, five times he fights in Germany, five times he wins. What are you trying to say? That it's fixed whenever he fights in Germany? No, but there's nothing wrong with a little home cooking. Never is, but unanimous decisions. I'm not going to say unanimous decisions are usually right, but at the same time. They usually are. Yeah, you can. Usually are. Sway of the crowd, too, yeah. also helps out a lot. And you already, especially when you're a different caliber of fighter, you're already expected for them to win. Yeah. So let's, we're going to go through this bracket real quick. So right now, we'll start off with the super middleweight here. 
With the super middleweights now, we got George Crows versus Chris Eubank Jr. Okay. And then we're going to have Cal Smith versus Jurgen Bramer. So, how do you feel about that, George Groves, Chris Eubank Jr.? You said you still have uh, Eubank Jr. winning it all. Right? I got to win it all. I think the winner of uh, that I fight, the winner of that fight, is going to be the one that takes it, right? it all. Though I'm going to go for uh, Eubank Jr. Though because I can't see Cal Smith losing to Jurgen Bramer, and I can't see him beating Chris Eubank Jr. or, or George, George Groves as much as I like him. Yeah. So in the cruiserweights, we got Oleksandr Usyk versus Marius Bridis. And then Marat Gassi versus Yuner Dornikos. So yeah. those are interesting fights because we're about to, let's, we could be on Gassi a collision course. Gassi versus Dornikos, I think, will be a good one. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Now, a good one is uh, Marie Gassi versus Alexander Usyk is what I'm thinking the future will hold as far as for this clash itself. It's going to be a very interesting match- matchup, but I want to see what this Marat Barat Gassi versus Junior Donikos has to offer because Donikos he got that KTFO one on Kudrashov which was pretty intense and let the rest of the cruiserweights know that he's here and serious so that's going to be a very interesting fight we got the lovely <gasps> Mrs. Mendez in the building how are you doing? Oh, no oh my god we're, we're, uh, are we blessed with this present? I know I'm not getting paid for this no you're not getting paid for this we're not even getting paid for this we're trying a little bit though you guys are so funny hi how are you I'm doing alright not bad what, bring, what brings you in today I just came to say hi I haven't seen you in like forever so if you guys don't know Mrs. Mendez <laughs> is the one who's uh, helped us with our promotional things helped us get our um, Facebook inspired and our Twitter us. and uh, she's the one who yeah. sort of keeps us on track for the most part so it's, I haven't seen you in a minute, so it's good that you stopped by. I know. And you guys are, like, in the middle of your business. Yeah. I'm so sorry. So no, we will okay. have to catch up no. with you later. I know. I'll talk to you guys later. I know nothing about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know about promotion. All right, sweetheart. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, so anyway, what were you saying? Cruiserweights. Yes. We look like we're on a collision course, hopefully, though, for Alexander Usyk and Marakasiv. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, still Usyk. To take it all. That's what he's got to take man. it just, all. Just he's probably going to take it is, all. Uh, Definitely. And plus, he's uglier in the face, and I'm going to go with the guy with the less guy. to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look, so the there's, other. There's, there's, there's a, look, it just, I told you, I told you, since I don't stay up with UFC, I go for the black guy or yeah. the guy with the little shorts. Mm-hmm. And if I'm picking him in boxing, the guy who's uglier. Yep. More times than not, man. He just, they don't care. Nope. No, I, it makes perfect sense when yeah. you explain it like that. Especially, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, man, you got if you're uh, if you're ugly, you got to be a superstar. Yep. Dylan White won this weekend. Also, yep. I beat the Viking Robert Hellenius. That fight wasn't aired on TV either. Watched the highlights and uh, looked like a sloppy fight. A lot of misses in there. Dylan it, White got the win though. Yeah, Dylan White did get the win. It was it was an organized street fight. Yeah. Like, oh, that's all it was. It was sanctioned. It yeah. was no different from what you've seen Kimbo slicing where yep. you got to start from, mm-hmm. except just in a ring with uh, Michael Buffer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Ma- Michael Buffer singing the, I know. Uh, doing, the, the, doing the intro. And he's only doing the intro for one person. I like how I like how this event here, it, that's where Michael Buffer's at for all the fights. He's, he's He goes where the money is, obviously. And lately, all that money seems to be in the U.K. Well, the thing about it is I don't even think it's just the U.K., what is your job really as Michael Buffer? I mean, uh, you just, just, we talked about it before. I don't even know if he knows where he's at half no, the time. No. Man. He's just, he just has the voice and he has that X factor. It's just like, it's always going to work regardless. Yep. So you just, hey, just 
Wake me up when we're there and tell me when I got to get on and just give me the cue card. Now, if he I, has to remember something, I don't know if we I'll discussed this on the show. Did we have we discussed how his brother Bruce Buffers like the brains his behind? Man, yeah, yeah, his hell, brains his behind. Manager, all yeah, of we it. did discuss. Okay, that, I just so want to make sure. That's still crazy too yeah, because Bruce Buffer is. is doing UFC, right? Yeah, Denny really got a voice, I think, for announcing, but somehow he does. Well, it's just like the same. It's just the same thing when you see, like, especially college and NBA, you see a whole bunch of sons that are didn't play, mm -hmm. but. Their head coaches and their assistant coaches yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. man. It's not what you know, it's who you know, man. That's it's right. the oldest thing, man. Sometimes it's just how it is. For real. I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I genuinely applied for a job that I wanted without <laughs> knowing somebody or yep. getting the heads in. Yep. And that's and that's what it is too. No matter how mm -hmm. qualified you are, it doesn't that's just how not it is. Yep. matter. Words of the streets, baby. That's how it is sometimes. Now next time we're gonna talk about Anthony Joshua, because we're gonna bring up Dale and White again. But Anthony Joshua versus Carl Taken. That's what we're going to go through. And then from there, we're going to kind of move on a little bit here. So. Let me see. I had notes around here. I think these This were... was a live dog in there for a guy off of 12 days notice. So, but the thing is, when I was um, watching, I was listening to it, though. Not only did he, it was 12, day, 12 days notice, but it sound, as soon as the fight was, uh, who was Anthony Joshua supposed to fight before? Kubert Pulev. Yeah, Kubert Pulev. As soon as that fight was signed. Uh, Carlos Tackum was the backup from the get-go. Okay. So he was So he was already training for this fight. Okay. So it wasn't like he was just like, hey, man, get in there and fight this guy and gave him a, okay. you know, a, yeah, a, a hell of a show. battle. Yeah. No, it showed. No, he was training from the beginning. He was training okay. from the get-go. So that's one thing. And I was like, all right, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Because, you know, you're not just going to throw anybody That's crazy in because they, they, they had that set up with the possibility that this boy is just going to fail his, his tests. His drug test again. And yeah. he's out with a shoulder injury. Yeah, no, or that, but this dude sold out a stadium. Yeah. He didn't, he, not an arena. This dude sold out a soccer stadium. Insane. So that's a lot of money to give yeah. back if the fight doesn't go on. So I understand that they do. You got to have a backup. You got to have a backup. It, it just makes sense mm -hmm. financial wise. And then at the same time, is, um, who was, uh, I was watching this fight actually with uh, Firstborn. And then um, we were talking about. The difference between American and when you, anything mm -hmm. overseas, the turnout for them, mm -hmm. it has to be, a, for it to be in America, it has to be a spectacle, it has to be an event, it has to be a Laker game, it has to be a Floyd Mayweather weekend, it has to be even Canelo Alvarez, like it, it, some, something like that for people actually to take notice, man. Mm -hmm. These Anthony Joncho's countrymen showing up, man. That just, That's 20 fights? The, but like in to sell out a stadium, and that that's not going to be done in the U.S. Yeah. at all unless it's a mega fight. This dude that's fought just, a, has all, all the negotiations. He fought right an alternate, and and you can't just tell me it was like oh because they already bought their tickets and they don't return them. Man, to sell out a stadium and, and still keep that intact and just keep everybody entertained against the alternate. I, I just thought that was incredible. That's one thing that I really took away from the fight. Good. I'm glad you were interested in the crowd. How about the fight itself? Oh, there was a fight. There was a fight. Um. How now, yeah. Cow. Um. Carlos Tackum. He. I saw he was watching a Holyfield, a whole bunch of Holyfield highlights with the headbutts. It's funny because that's the first thing. So that's one of the first thing I wrote down first round. <laughs> I think and you broke they, my nose, Mick. It's, <laughs> an, it's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing I wrote down uh, with Takam. It was his headbutts. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down Holyfield. And then uh, later on in the fight, they, they said that they mentioned it. And I just pointed over to my notes. And I looked at first board. And I was like, man, I know what I'm talking about yeah. most of the De time. Definitely, so, definitely, definitely. Um, he was tired uh, round five. I feel like the stoppage. So 
This is how I felt about a stoppage. Premature, maybe. Was it going to be any different? No. Like, whether whether he got the stop or the unanimous decision, we were talking about a one-sided, lopsided fight. Yeah. So, it was... It he wasn't was, as he dr- was making it tough for Anthony Joshua. He was. I thought Anthony Joshua was... I thought he was... Looks slow. He looks slow, but... I don't know if it was slow because the extra of fifty top pounds him. or that, or it's thirty pounds. But or whatever. no, it was, I think it was twenty pounds. Yeah. But he was at two fifty, bro. The one thing that I no, he was always at twenty two fifty. No, he was at his last fight was like two thirty or Are something sure? like that. Yeah, it was at two thirty. Right, came in at two fifty. We're gonna have to look that up and get back to you guys. One of the things that I uh, took away from him with, I don't really say he gave him problems. I just thought Anthony Joshua was just playing it safe. Like, just okay. boxing them, just being smart about it. And it could be that fine line because at the same time is if we are on this collision clash course, this collision course with uh, Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. he's going to have to approach him collision the same. Collision clash course. I the, like that. I like the, that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. I'm Lizdexic. <laughs> and then so. Lizdexic. 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 Whatever. Anyways. Anyway. So, no, but if they're on that, if they get on that collision course. Mm-hmm. Which they he's are. Go- he's going to have to fight that same way. You can't. You're yeah. fighting a man with power who's dangerous. Got one punch so, power. Yeah, one punch power. So you're going to have to be a little bit timid. So I don't know if he's just building that knowledge and that repertoire up to be able to go later rounds. So now, if we'll you're see. Eddie Hearn, wouldn't you make a wilder fight? Assuming his past remains uh, severe next weekend. This Do you time, go after him right away? This you, time next year. This time next year, right? I think they um to build that fight the magnitude. You got Anthony Joshua twenty no twenty knockouts yep. now. So and then you got Deontay Wilder thirty three and oh with yeah. thirty one knockouts something or something like sort of thirty two knockouts something like that. You you put them both on a high stage just like what HBO does. I think um, with other high profile. So we got Tyson Fury talking about coming back and all that. So is, does this fight happen in Vegas or overseas? If I'm Wilder, I'm taking overseas because I think it'll be bigger money. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, because that's a that's that'll sell Vegas pretty quick, bro. Oh, it'll sell it'll heavyweight sell battle like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of that extra stadium yeah. money or whatever. I'm thinking like, about not wanting to watch a fight at one in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's what you're thinking about. If if it comes to that, then yeah, they'll probably have it over here. Um, it's gonna have to be Vegas. That's it, not gonna be. That's not Vegas. It's, it's, it's Vegas, Vegas or UK. Or, yeah, because yeah. they're not gonna have that in. in Birmingham. If I was uh, Alabama, if I was Anthony Joshua, I would make that fight happen in the UK, because uh, this is where you want to be. This is where you want it to be. And if I was Deontay Wilder, I would gladly take it, because one punch is all he really needs. He's not at home necessarily in Vegas, you know, because he's from Alabama. Just because you're fighting in the US ain't gonna make you the favorite in Vegas. Yeah, but especially when it gets UK fans that will probably show up. Has Deontay Wilder ever fought overseas? Nope. You got jet lag. Even though you're going to be there earlier in advance, you yeah. got the timing you of the fight. Better show at least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you got a timing of the fight. Mm-hmm. You got to get used to you know the time difference of where it is. But um, no, I think both of them take another fight at the beginning of the or beginning midway through the year. So and just kind of have the Canelo Triple G thing going on. Yeah. Like you know, say it's around May or something like mm-hmm. that. May, April, May, June, something like that, and just have it later on in the year. Yep. So they both. Get one more fight in there. That's going to be enough, especially with knockouts. Yeah. Then they're definitely going to be on a collision Good course. Good quality opponents yep. too. So possible Mikey Garcia versus Jorge Linares. You sent me that. What do you yeah. think about? That's an interesting matchup. It's a great interesting matchup. Even though they uh, talk about Jorge Linares' uh, leather face and it gets ripped easy. Yeah. You know to sneak this with that. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really like this, but just 
from Jorge Linares, his last fight that he had. Who was that against? Uh, the Luke Cage or something like that. Luke Cage. Luke Campbell. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a Marvel fan, man. You got you got to let it go, man. You got to wasn't you gotta even calm close. Down. Just, yeah. <laughs> let me see. Oh, uh, Linares, let's double check. Luke I, be- I believe you. I think Luke Campbell. Yeah, pretty Luke Campbell. Uh, Uncle Luke. That's Uncle how Luke. that's how it was. Let me make sure. Yep, it was versus Luke Campbell. So the way he, I thought he aged in the ring on that fight. If he fights Michael Garcia, I think it's a wrap. I, I think, think it's a wrap too. Yeah, I think I think it's a wrap too. I think I think it'll be a quick fight for uh-huh. Garcia. And I appreciate Jorge Linares for what he's given the boxing. And I appreciate <laughs> he's that. He's not dead. Just, not, just write him off already. I, pre- I appreciate him instantly. He, he was a good man. He, he was a good man. This guy. Oh, I he, miss him. <laughs> he, heart of gold, this kid here. He uh, took too soon. Took, just, too, just, he's like, took hey, it too soon from I'm right here. I'm, right. I'm, right, I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> Shut up, man. You're, de- you're dead to us. But, hey, I'm glad that he wants this fight, though. Because that's that's what I want to hear from champions. I want them to like unify it. Let's just do it. Let's just unify it. Plus, at the same time, is um, the one if if Jorge Linares is down with this, this is something that I think all boxers should take take heed of. Because it's not sometimes it's not about the legacy. You yep. have your legacy. Jorge Linares is nothing else that this man two can time world champion. Two time world yeah. champion. He looked good when he was doing it. He had a great career. You know, you're not worried about being undefeated. So hey, if you're not good, if you're gonna go out, I mean, it's a catch twenty two. Yep. Y- you know, we see Roy Jones. We still want to see more of him, mm-hmm. but no, not at this expense. No, so not at this age. I think one more will be good for Jorge Linares, okay. even though might get his head knocked off. I'm glad you brought up Roy Jones. You sent me an image. It was Roy Jones versus Andre Ward in their prime. How do you feel about that? Who would you take in so, their prime? And the reason why I sent that to you is like, man, we um we started doing more hypotheticals, which I like. And then a great thing about it is, even though we do this week in and week out, and we always try to keep things fresh and keep things new, we we're still gonna think and have our one track mind with each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So since we have that, me thinking about that is I never really deal with too much hypothetical so anytime something like this comes up I was like I never even thought about that and my heart says Andre Ward my head tells me Roy Jones my all day my head tells me Aunt, uh, Roy Jones Jr. but at the same time is you can't <laughs> count out Andre Ward you can't at all and you, the only reason why I would take Roy Jones is because of the natural talent. The natural talent and ability and athleticism. Versus Virgil Hills created Andre Ward. Yeah. I. Floyd Mayweather's never been the biggest, strongest, fastest, and, mm-hmm. but his timing and his smarts is what made him the champion mm-hmm. he is, man. Yep, I like it. I and like made it. him undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about somebody who's been knocked out. Roy a Jones played times. a basketball uh, game, came back and whooped somebody. I understand. But we're talking about a man who's got knocked out twice by Antonio Tarver. He's also got an album. Yeah, he's y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot, man. So we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about somebody who's. And he and got then, knocked out twice. But yeah, knocked out once by Tarver. But he he, got, he lost to Tarver twice. Well, the first one was controversial, but it was still past his prime. He should have been retired. He shouldn't have came down and wait to fight Tarver. He's already campaigning a heavyweight. So, and we're talking about in their prime. So I I don't know because Andre Ward pretty much quit in his prime. He's, but at the same as he has nothing. There's nothing left. He has nothing. I have no, I have he, nothing wrong with his retirement. He, 
and the thing is, even with Adonis Stevenson, I still see Andre Ward beating Adonis Stevenson. So, you know what? Just cause I think, I, how I, just because just because I don't like you, I'm taking Andre Ward. Just, ha! just yeah. I'm gonna call these muskers up right now. Call 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 them up. I'm taking Andre Ward just for the simple fact that. I would trust his game plan more than I would Roy Jones. Gotcha, because Roy Jones' idea is just to be good, to get in there, because Roy Jones' plan mm-hmm. is to get in there and just be Roy Jones. Yeah, and Andre Ward, is, he's a tactician. He's going to yeah. go in there. He's methodical. He's going <laughs> to look He's gonna look at it just like the Spurs do, man. He's just like, hey, man, I'm going to chop away. Take this do you think right Adonis here, Stevenson this. was watching first take that morning when Andre Ward like called in for his retirement and was like, yes, yes, he's retired. I don't have to fight him. No, because... Because he was like, damn, the payday. The payday. I think the payday. I don't think he would have been because I think Adonis Stevenson versus Andre Ward, even though Andre Ward comes out on top of that, that makes a better fight than Kovalev, Adonis Stevenson. I think Kovalev knocks Adonis Stevenson out so? really? really quick. So, like, that's, what I was that's, why, that's why all this campaigning, you're so quick to try to make an Andre Ward fight because, hey, this guy doesn't have the knockout power to stop mm-hmm. me. He had to break Sergey Kovalev down to get that stoppage. And I don't think he'd, he'd be able to do something like that with Adonis Stevens. Because Adonis Stevens is a little bit more reckless. He's not mm-hmm. as much of a boxer as uh, Sergey Kovalev. And he could think, I think that Adonis Stevens would think what he could just brawl him and whatever. Even though I don't think he would come out on top, I think that's an easier fight for Adonis Stevenson, even though he won't win than gotcha. Sergey Kovalev. Okay. Speaking of Sergey Kovalev, that's uh, convenient. Uh, he's getting a shot at the, the vacant WBO title in his next match against. Uh, Whatever, Shabrowski, the Polish whatever. Yeah. That's uh, pretty convenient there, huh? Real convenient. Also, at the same time, though, you can't really be happy about that belt. No. You, you can be happy about winning. Do you really you want it back? Do just, you really want it back right now? It's just like, here, you didn't beat the guy who originally had it, but your hey, back. you guys can... Uh, we'll let yeah. you fight for it. We'll let, we'll let you have it back. Why not? Though, why not? Hey. Why not? I thought that was very interesting. I wonder when Kovalev, Kovalev got the notice, he was just kind of like, God damn it. So... You can't be excited about it, right? Now that Andre Ward's retired, just because of what Kovalev said, I'm still not going to be a fan, mm-hmm. but I still enjoy his boxing. I do too. So now, so now I can actually watch Kovalev and not have any animosity towards him. Okay. <laughs> so, like so, I'm like a, so I'm a little bit happy. I like that. I'm I like a little that. Bit you can actually enjoy that. the match. Yeah, I can really enjoy it without being yeah. like Andre That's Ward. That's why I like it. It's kind of like, <laughs> I always love the NFL, the, the week of uh, the Seahawks bye week. Yeah. Because I can sit and enjoy jo- Red Zone as hey. a fan. Yeah. And no, not really be bothered is. by anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when they play, I'm just so emotionally attached. I'm like, man. That's all time it's okay for me to drink at 10 in the morning, too. Yeah. No, I understand, man. It's That emotional attachment is so much for sport. I don't know. Did we go over Did we go over this last week when we talked about uh, a men's attachment no, to sports no. before women? I don't remember. Who might have? So, yeah. So, I don't know if we said this online. No, if we did, forgive us a repeat. We didn't? It, we didn't we did it? because we were talking about Virginians for lovers. No, no, but it was um, it was going on to it was going to, based off the fact that <sighs> having a chat with firstborn and was talking <laughs> about how if a female was to say she's never going to call you again, she doesn't oh, want to talk well, to you. When was the last time you were hurt? Or, <laughs> like or, like with or, the Seahawks. Or, or just or yeah, we said that. So, but it was like a female was like, yo, I don't want to cut, get out of my life. I don't yeah. want to see you. And you're just like, eh, okay, all right, whatever. All right. You know, you're replaceable. Yeah, yeah fine. But when the Redskins lose, in my, or in his case, in your case, when the Seahawks, Seahawks lose, yeah. that sticks with you for a whole week. The and whole you're more, week to you're the next more game. emotionally yeah. attached to that. And, yeah. and that's what you can never explain this to a woman. You never want to. Never, never can. You, never can at all. You, you, you never want to explain understand. it to a woman, but it, it's won't terrible. Understand. But I really do have that emotional attachment mm-hmm. to my Redskins. And it's just like, 
it messes up months at a time, mm-hmm. week after week, the heartbreak of it. And then it's just terrible. And I'm like, all right, I'm glad. Oh, it reminds you of the, the gay test I told you about a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Where is this going? Okay. So <laughs> it's how you know whether or not if you're straight. So if you go on to oh. do your business by yourself and there's sports on the TV. Do your, do, do your business. What do you mean? Uh, if you're if you're a master debater. Okay. And there's sports on the TV, can you finish? <laughs> Because if you can, I would argue you're probably gay. That's, I, I, that's I, I wouldn't be able to finish. I wouldn't be able to finish. I wouldn't be able to finish. I'd be like, that's a stupid trade. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like mid-stroke. I'd be like, that's Why terrible. Did a fourth-round pick for a giant? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was going with that. That's, what I was, that's how you know whether or not if you're straight. Either the tablet or the TV got to go off. You can't, you, can't do, you can't have both of those on, man. Oh, man. So let's talk about Jesus Soto Caras. He's still fighting, believe it or not. I could have, look, I either swore he was dead or he fought last week. He's fighting Juan Carlos Abreu. Abreu. Abreu? Hold on. <laughs> Abreu. Sorry. Oops. So, Sergey Jose Soto Carras, he's a known gatekeeper. Mm hmm. He is definitely one of these guys you have to get past in your careers of both weight. Yeah. But he's been going on a little bit too long, man. How old is this man? My man is 35. And in oh. boxing years, That's that a, is a long time. What's his career? 28 and 12, 18 knockouts. Wow. Still getting headline fights, though. Because he's exciting to watch. And he's got some good wins in there. He's got some good wins. He First of all, he's got a lot of names under his belt too man so Let's just go even going, we got Mauricio Herrera yep we got Yoshihiro Kamagai yep who can take a punch who we see he's a robot with, with him and uh, Miguel Cotto yep. it, was a, it was a one-sided fight but it was very entertaining it was to crazy watch. watch so well he got him twice Devin Alexander Keith Thurman Andre Berto wow Marcos Maidana wow you got Gabe Rosado wow you got Mike Jones twice wow so you yeah he's fought everybody this yeah. is a man who's tough he unfortunately he's never just had the title. It's the only thing he's never gotten. Never been a champion. Yuri Foreman. Yep. He has fought also. everybody. Definitely, definitely. He's like your your fighter's favorite fighter. Tough guy. You know what he's gonna bring? Excitement. Um, but I think he's always he's, inter- always gonna be entertaining. It's about time to hang him up there. About time, Jesus. Sorry, um, not sure there's much left for you because you can't take out none of these top welterweights now. You've already fought most of them. He's he's there as being the gatekeeper for the young ones, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he still needs to check, then hey, man, I'll, I'll still watch I'll you. I'll still watch him, I'll too. still watch you, man. So, good luck to that in your future endeavors. Uh, Juan Carlos Abreu, and that is going to be on... ESPN. ESPN, yeah. Thursday night. Golden yeah, boy. Yeah. So, that's by right. the time you guys hear this, it should be happening. It should be up and running. That's right. Then next we got Sergey Lipinets versus Akiro Kondo, and this is part of the I want to say Showtime boxing card there with Sean Porter and Deontay Wilder. But the first one is Sergey Lipinets. We've spoke of him before. Mm-hmm. He's no slouch. Um, he's fighting someone who I think is Japanese, so this should be a good, uh, good tough fight because we know what these Japanese, Japanese bring. bring. Same thing Mexicans bring, man. You know they're hard headed. They mm-hmm. know they don't quit. And if you knock them out, you've accomplished something. That's right. So Sergey Lipinets, we plan it. We're probably gonna see a lot more of this guy because we talk about him quite often. He comes up more often than not, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Sean Porter get back in the ring. Yeah. He's going against Adrian Ganados. We know who gave a tough fight against Adrian, Adrian Boner. Brunner. 
in uh in uh what I thought Boner won, but a lot of people had some booze on it because he's still a same gunshot Boner that was against Mike Garcia. Yeah. Uh, but Adrian Granados getting another shot on some TV. Yeah, against but a he tough not, uh, Adrian Bro- the the win that Adrian Broner got over Adrian Granados, it was. There was two, three rounds where Adrian Broner really showed the classifier he was, even though he stood in the pocket and he outboxed him, but he didn't move like he should have. No, not um, I think this is going to be Adrian Granados' most toughest fight as far as his opponent. We see what he's made of, too. Because, yeah, because he usually when he fights slick boxers, he overpowers them and then he walks through his punches, dude. So he's not this, fighting a slick boxer. Yeah, he's not fighting a slick boxer. Sean he's, Porter. He's, he's I'm happy a, to see Sean Porter get in the ring, though. Just because the game needs him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The game needs him, and uh, he needs to look good if he wants to get that rematch with Keith Thurman. He needs to look good because everybody's clamoring for it. Everybody's I need Keith Thurman out of here, man. Like uh, He ain't going nowhere, bro. He ain't going nowhere. And the thing is, I... I don't like him. I don't like him because of his mouth, but he is the champ, so you can't really say nothing about it. That's one thing I'll tip my hat off. So, Showtime, Sean Porter, man, get handle your business this weekend. We're gonna see you in the future. Okay. And I, I really want, I need that rematch. I mean, well, we don't even really need the uh, rematch just because the welterweight division and how it's set up and everybody who can fight each other. Yep. That needs to be. This just needs to be established. So one way or another, we're going to get some good fights straight mm-hmm. out of there. Yeah, and, and we'll see what happens because in January, in January we got uh, Earl Spence versus uh, Lamont Peterson. Forgot about Lamont Peterson until so that fight was announced. So we're going to see what happens here because this is going to be good timing for Sean Porter. Because he's going to be the one ready for Keith Thurman when he, when he comes back next year. Even though he should probably fight this year since there's still time left. But um, Also... Did you see that they were in talks of um, if Jeff Horn wins, that Terrence Crawford is going oh, yes. to become the mandatory challenger? For- well, he's already the mandatory cha- challenger now for the WBO yep. to the winner of that fight, assuming Jeff Horn's going to win. Yes. So that's interesting because Jeff Horn, is, if he's smart, you have to fight him in Australia, which doesn't really matter for— It doesn't matter. The only, the For only. Terrence thing, Crawford, but I've always said this. I've always said this about sports. Basketball, the only sport where location matters is football, mm-hmm. and that's on outdoor stadiums. Yep. There's a difference if you're playing in Miami Dolphin Stadium, and then if you're playing in New England yeah. in the wintertime or something like mm-hmm. that. You're still going to agree to the terms in a boxing ring. Yep. Basketball, basketball court. 90 plus feet or whatever, mm-hmm. 15 feet from the free throw line. Tivit, you're fi- those are the same out. The atmosphere may be different, but mm-hmm. as far as the actual location of the ring, that's not going to matter. Nope. Jeff Horn, you can have this fight any damn any place on the damn planet. Terrence man. Crawford won his title overseas hey. when he beat Ricky Burns in Scotland hey. or wherever it was. So Jeff Horn, enjoy. Yeah. You better hope that you win, and you better hope that you get hurt really bad, so that way you can hold on to the belt as long as you can yep. afterwards. Because as soon as you sign that that ink, your name on that dotted line, man. Hey, once Terrence Crawford has that WBO in hand. Oh, he's calling everybody out. It's a wrap. He's calling everybody out. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they better better not want no part of him. Yeah, at all. At all. And you know what's really funny about that is I feel bad on this aspect. Is if Terrence Crawford does what he does at welterweight that he did at uh, super super lightweight. Mm -hmm. Earl Spence isn't going to be able to hold on to his titles for too much long. So Who would you just, root for in that fight? 
Terrence Crawford. My man. Me Terrence too. Crawford. Me too. Is, Me too. Um, T-Bud. T-Bud. Yeah. And Earl Spence has wiggled his way up into being probably since Andre Ward retired, man. I've become, I think his demeanor that he had uh, when we watched the fights a couple of weeks ago where him and Keith Thurman was going at it, man, you're talking about a young, hungry fighter that has a dog mm-hmm. in him that still wants a southpaw. I really appreciate his style. He's fan-friendly. Mm-hmm. He's respectful. Mm-hmm. And he br- he brings the pain. And mm-hmm. I love this kid. So he's worked his way into my top three favorites yep, right yep. now. I got you, man. Terrence Crawford's probably one of my top favorites right now. Terrence Crawford's number one. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, Earl Spence is my number three. No, nah, I like Earl Spence too, but I like Keith Thurman a little bit better than Earl Spence, but that's me. Yeah. So, Deontay Wilder in the rematch versus Bermain Severn. Whatever, what, look at yourself, because I want to know what Deontay Wilder's record actually is. Because I know he has one fight, not by knockout, where he won. And that fight was against Bermain Severn. Now, we're going to look at this one here, because Bermain Severn is no slouch. He's no slouch by any means. I don't know why means. I said 33 knockout. What is it? He's 38 no with 37 knockouts. Dang, I thought like it was in the 20s. Yeah, I, nah, I knew it was in, I thought it was just in the early 30s. Dang. So, 38 wins, 37 knockouts. That one blemish is Bermain Severn. Yep, the unanimous decision. Bermain Severn. uh, That was almost three years ago. I know. Promoted by Don King, his biggest flaw as far as a boxer right now because nobody really wants to work with King and nobody will work with Don King. So, he's lucky anytime he does get a fight. Now, what's his record? Bermain Severn? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 and 2 with uh, 21 knockouts. Who's his two losses to? His two losses to Deontay Wilder mm-hmm. and a guy named Demetrius, Demetrius King, who Ooh. was 11 and 15 at the time. How long ago TKO. was that? TKO. That was 2007. Okay. It must have been early in his early career. Okay. Just got caught. He got hit by Wilder's hardest punch and took it. He, you know, he stumbled, but he didn't go down. He didn't go down. He's been clamoring to get this rematch and finally got it because of the King Kong pulling out for his PED fails. Luis Ortiz. So this is a shot, bro. This is a shot. I think Deontay Wilder will work him again. I think he will. I think he will, too. But at the same time, with only two losses and two of out of those three being uh, Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. if Deontay Wilder takes it. I have Deontay Wilder winning, right? I got him winning. Okay, so if Hopefully that, he'll knock him out this time. To get what he couldn't get last time. So, because the thing is, like, I don't know if you guys know this. All you boxing, uh, not even just listeners, anybody who's a boxing fan may know this. But anybody who's not a boxing fan, you can hate another boxer. But at the same time, you still want them to do good because if they provide good fights, you're going to have You need the entertainment stuff. You need that. You need it, the entertainment factor of it for the rest of the division. So, like. If Bermain Stavern just keeps getting knocked out, then he becomes irrelevant, and then the heavyweight division does not grow as it has been in the past few years. So, like, we need we need people like uh, Bermain Stavern to be relevant. Yep. Luis Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Ariola. You need all these guys we to be Luis relevant. We need Luis Ortiz to, fa- to pass his, his tests. You're getting plenty of time to study. Clean your system out. Come on. Man, all that running and doing, man, you should be able to get out of there. Right? He's sweating when he walks down the street. Big old... King Kong looking mug. Get your, get your stuff. Come on, son. Get know, together. Man, Cubans, man, they're usually not having no. Uh, Wait, how come you not disciplined? Stuff. The rest of them is? <laughs> I got 38 days and one hour, seven minutes away. That's master versus master. Sifu versus Sifu. Black belt versus black belt champion versus champion. Two current world champions who got their titles while they were under 10 fights. 
Under 10 professional fights? How come you you tell me another time when you see this? Anybody? Oh wait, nobody. Nobody. You, ra- you rarely see people clash in at the highlight and prime of mm-hmm. their careers. You you want to see it and you don't want to see yeah. it at the same time. You're, it, you're never going to be satisfied when it comes to things that it's just like, man, I want it to go on, but I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. It's, it's, it's your Mayweather Corrales's, mm-hmm. it's your Pacquiao Marquez's, it's your Triple G Canelo. Your Triple G Canelo, your Canelo Floyd's, mm-hmm. even though Floyd wasn't in his prime, but yeah. This is this is what you wanted Floyd and Manny Pacquiao to be, you yep. know, six, seven years seven years earlier. Right. That's definitely what it is. Hopefully they will bring an entertaining fight. I think this is gonna be the first exciting chess match to where you got two thinkers that are just slick yeah. that will still bring action because they're precise. Now, this is how we felt about the Keith Thurman Denny Garcia fight. Which was a good fight. It was a good fight. But I thought both of them were a little gun shy. Do you see any of that no, happening? Want, no, no, not at all. You don't? No, not at all. Because I you think, think Lomachenko is going to force the action. Lomachenko is going to force the action, and we're going to know he has to prove it. He knows he has to prove it. He knows this is it because the boxing public don't like him. We respect him, yeah. but we don't like him because you're so disciplined. Now you're saying this as a boxing public, or are you saying this as a fan, or both? Both. I, I speak for the people. You, t- you speak for the people? I speak for the people. Because like everybody them. recognizes Rick and Noah's skills, right? Yeah, you but you're not clamoring to watch his fights. Yeah. And you know what the thing is? That's the same. You can say the same thing about... Um, that's how you know me in the hood. I know. You're, you're for real, man. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you say the same thing about Ares Randy Lara. Yeah. We just how we talked about it. Yep. Just how we talked about him last week. I'm just like, you're the headline of fight, and you can beat everybody, but nobody wants to watch your fight. Nobody, so, yep. I you gotta think, bring the action. I actually think Guillermo Rigondeaux is actually a more exciting fighter than Ares Randy Lara. Ares oh, Randy by Lara. far, by far. Yeah. So I. Well, we got 38 uh, we, days to find out, baby. We, we got 38 days to find out. So this was gonna be a quick show, I guess, for us here. But I, I, I think I'm tapped out, man. I'm looking forward to see Deontay Wilder and Anthony Josh. I want to come sooner than later. Uh, we got a lot of fights to discuss on the next episode. We're three weeks away from our second Thanksgiving episode, which I'm actually looking forward to again. I Real can't talk. wait for that one. And then Give so, thanks to everybody. And the thing about you guys. The thing about it is, this is our 68th episode. Mm-hmm. Every episode we've given you, except for our first one, has been 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The first episode was 30 minutes. We can stretch this material out, but mm-hmm. one of the things we're not going to do is we're not going to bore you guys with useless information. We're not going to just st- use he's still fillers talking. in here just because, though, we want to bring you the real rap raw, as uh, Kevin Hart would say. But at the same time, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, we want to make yeah. it entertaining. We want to make it informative. We want to make everything that we do useful. So, yeah, we cut it short a little bit today. One, because we're both lazy and we're allowed to have these because I think we've been pretty consistent from here on mm-hmm. out. But at the same time... Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 or hit us up on Gmail at Squared Circle 101 or on Instagram at Squared Circle 101 or talk a little smack to me, baby, on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. How we winning? What's the keys to victory? Be stronger than your strongest excuse. That's right. Be stronger than your strongest excuse. And as long as that excuse is it, oh, I'm sorry, baby, so fast, then you're good. Like, baby, I was in a rush. I was in a rush. I had had somewhere to be. It's a race you lost. That's how it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll talk to y'all next week. See you.